song and the familiar lyrics and uh, the world's changing right but there. But we all know what to do. I didn't, don't know what to do, man. Uh, we so, know what to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everywhere <laughs> freaks and harries. Uh, kicking off as we usually do. Um, and it's the Wednesday edition day before Thanksgiving. Don't know how many people are traveling or what today, if anybody is. Evidently, the airports were real crowded yesterday, last couple of days. So some people aren't heeding the doctrine that's being hammered into their head over this fictitious disease that has half the mortality rate of the regular flu. Um, we discussed that, all these other things, and there's a bunch to discuss today, kids. Uh, here at the Radio Ranch, Roger Sales with you at the People's Patriot Network, and I think I'm going to have to sneeze. Boy, come on! There's two good ones. I hope I can get those out of the way. That's unusual. You know, usually they call it a cough button. There's a sneeze button that time. And now, to follow up one of those, you're going to have to have the blow the nose button. So anyway, that's a heck of a way to start the show. But uh, let's see if I can. That's find, not a bad thing. I find that blow your nose button here. Y'all talk for a second. I guess dead air is preferable to me blowing my nose into the audience's ear. So we'll take the lesser if you two didn't evils. Blow your brains out. I tell you, no, I'm not doing that, Chris. There's too much going on to comment on, man. Are you kidding me? It's like this exciting stuff going on. Was that you, Chris? Did I hear you? I don't see you up there. Well, they uh, somewhere in the middle of the night turned off my Verizon phone, so I got to look into that later on today. And in fact, I may have to sue Verizon for failing to comply with the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act to validate the debt. Uh, they just uh, took the check off of it. It was a launch to it in a good faith demonstration, and didn't provide any answer or compliance. Okay, uh, I thought you were going to switch away from those folks uh, a year or two ago. Well, that would be less complicated if I didn't have so much evidentiary intel inside this phone, which makes it difficult to transfer to a new provider if you can't transfer the intel over. Ah, okay. Well, that makes sense. Can't argue with that. Uh, glad to see you. You can really tell the difference in your the degradation of your audio fidelity with the phone versus how you've been able to join us live. But maybe you'll get that straightened out today, I hope. Well, uh, you sure can't get it straightened out tomorrow, although you can probably attack it Friday uh, if you don't get it done today. Uh, not a super priority. There's a lot of other real bigger priorities out there. I've heard some really startling videos with some startling information. Uh, in the last 22 hours, so much 
that they come almost blend and you can't segregate what you wanted to, you know, really mention. But it sure, I can tell you this. Maybe we'll start here. I know what the Kraken is. Any of you know what the Kraken is? I've heard it's a data tracking, data mining uh, recording of all the communications intel of all these different theft programs, but I don't know for positive. It's a algorithm that goes through and can see when the, where the votes were switched. Ooh. That comes from a retired military guy that I saw in an interview this morning. Somebody popped into our forum. It was embedded in an article, and I went and looked at it, and I'm real glad I did. I still haven't finished it all. Pardon me? Is that Patrick Byrne or something like that? No, no, no. Patrick Byrne is the Overstock guy. This is totally different. Uh, In fact, this is a new resource for us, and it appears to be a real good one. Let me get over here on the right page, and I'll give you a little more information. Uh, The name of of this site is America. Crap. While you're hunting there, Roger... Uh, I did from the uh, text that I had sent uh, observing Rudy's Gulani's uh, hair dye running down and supporting Sidney Powell and telling her that we love what she's doing out here. I did get a thank you back from her, and that's you know that's something. Well, it sure is. In the middle of all the plates, she's got to have spinning. You know, I often think back to when I was a kid. Remember Ed Sullivan? And how many of you were are oh, yeah, old yeah, enough yeah. to remember Ed Sullivan? Live. Oh, yes. Remember the guy that would come out occasionally to get that long dining table, you know, a buffet table, yeah. and he'd, he'd get all those plates spinning on those sticks and keep every damn one of them spinning? Yeah, six or eight sticks at a time. She had about 20, if I remember right. Well, lots of them, yeah. So uh, you can probably find that on YouTube somewhere. Uh, I've I've uh, uh, located the name of this source. You know, we talked about what was the one, Revolver.News, yesterday. That came off of Bannon's uh, site, the guy that was interviewed that runs the site, Revolver.News, another good author site. Do what, Jeff? Well, that was Chris. Pardon me, Chris, you're a little muffled. We don't get you as good as we did before. Is that Adam Green from uh, No, the, that's uh, no more news. Revolver no. News. I, I no, saw it. No, Sorry no, about the no, no. Adam Green is no more news. This is revolver.news. Okay? I think his is a domain site. This is revolver.news. So evidently there's a domain for news or else he's got it rigged somehow, cyber. Anyway, we talked about that yesterday. Today here's at least one more. I think I got two more for you. Chris, I sent you an email on one, uh, and I'll see if you checked your email. It said something about legal research site. Did you look at it? Okay, I'm gonna I take... haven't, but I've been doing some. I got some interesting stuff for you this morning. Okay, well, I, I you're gonna like this. Okay, uh, Josh over at Wall, Joshua Wall Builder sent them to me. Uh, the name of this one we're talking about now. Boy, like I said, there's a lot to talk about today. Okay, uh, American Media Periscope dot net. American is all, all one, you know, strung together. American Media 
Periscope, that's P-E-R-I-S-C-O-P-E, American Media Periscope.net. This is a, and I'll post uh, I'll, I'll post this interview and the article it came from maybe on the show description too because like I said, a link to this was embedded in the article. There's some other links in there too. This is the one I started in on, and I'm like I said, glad I did. Guy comes on, says we're a new channel, and he introduces the first guy because he had to leave, and he gave there's six panel members, and he gave each one of them five minutes to say what they wanted to say, and then he joined them all together, and that uh, he just joined them all together is where I am in the video, a little bit into it, but the military guy that was going to that talked about the Kraken with all this background into the deep state and those military operations couldn't be on the group session so it was just his five minutes and he's the one that said the kraken's an algorithm he's in real you know close work with Sidney powell and that bunch and went into some other things the degree in the deep state now get this you know we talk about how much the bureaucracy and the administrative state controls the show right yeah. The the uh, Don in Thailand sent me some stuff the other night on a guy we've talked about here, Comer, who's the brilliant physicist, wacko, crazy nut job that's over Dominion that made the public are uh, the statements Antifa that Trump would never win. He was also involved in the company's uh, U.S. headquarters in Denver. Turns out he actually went to some of the states and did some of the presentations for the Dominion system, Arizona Eric being Palmer. one of them. It's Coomer. 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 All right, Coomer. Well, turns out, remember the guy that Trump fired in DHS the other day? Cribs. The, the guy, yes, over cybersecurity. They're best friends. <laughs> They're rock climbing buddies together. Now, get this. What this general brings forth today, when Trump fired Krebs last week, the de head of department of uh, uh, Homeland Security, a guy named Wolf, refused to fire him. He's still there. So all of you that want to talk about Trump this and Trump this and why doesn't Trump do that, exactly right there. The same way he had the executive order to put out everything redacted, and the next day they released a redacted document. Roger, I really think that this civilian new uh, special operations that they've set up outside the Pentagon is critical. I think they're the ones that carried out that PSYOPs well, operation to get well, those servers out of Frankfurt. Well, you took the words right out of this guy's mouth because he said out of the whole mess of Pentagon and everything, this new space, the space operations, and what these guys, Mays and this other guy, are putting together over there in the joint civilian operations are the only two honest plate things in the whole deal. So I'm going to encourage you. This is the site. They're, they're evidently very new, but if you go to the site and look at it, it's extremely well set up, uh, and this may be on the site. I can't get what's on there. Out Ecuador, sometimes we get that crap. But anyway, it's getting me a – I can't see the video that I'm watching to get to the site, but the site looks 
like they got some money behind him. And as he's talking to these people, he keeps saying, and so this guy's going to have his own show and starting next week. And this guy, the general in a couple of months. And so they've got quite a team that they've put together and the website again, American media, net. I'm just looking on. I'm very impressed with what I've seen so far. Obviously some of the other people, one of the guys, Alex Newman, do you know, does that name ring a bell? The guy that writes for, uh, the, uh, uh, the John Birch, uh, uh, something American, uh, uh, new American magazine and the Epoch times. He's been interviewed with Greg Hunter a few times. He's real straight shooting a really super sharp guy. He's on this panel and evidently is going to be associated with this channel. They got two females on there and one of them very somber. He interviewed her. I saw her in there. A man, I think her name's Amanda. And, uh, he gave her the five minutes and she was very, didn't crack a smile, very serious face, and very serious person, obviously. But then, as they get around to the group, as they get around to the group discussion, she, her little segment when she chimes in and she said, "This is not a really about the election. This is about the Great Reset." And I went, "Bingo!" This, this check's very sharp. Blondhead woman. Is it? Go, Chris. We just sorry, buddy, but you're just not as effective on that phone line. What do you bring it? Bring on. Bring one. What you need to say? Well, you said her name was Amanda. The I head know, woman I think, over there, the I, director at I think One American was. News, is Amanda Cobb. I, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I just said I thought that's what her name was. I didn't say I, that it was. Don't hold my feet to the fire because I, I may be wrong. But it did start. I'll tell you this. Her name started with an A. I can tell you that. So, anyway, her information is what's important. I'm anxious to listen to the rest of it. I've got, I don't know, 20. It's an hour long. Uh, so, uh, I'm about three two-thirds better way through it uh i'll stick it on the show description it's viable uh heard a very good interview uh, uh with uh, lynn wood about the suit in georgia and evidently georgia's as rotten as any of them maybe more so although they say the the the, the you know hard to hard to judge that uh the judge when he filed this case remember this is based on state statutes that they can't, the legislatures oversees all this. They cut this contract with the Democrats. And until Lynn Wood filed this suit, many people in the Georgia legislature didn't even know the contract had been signed and the changes had been instituted in an official policy manual. Okay. Yeah. Cut themselves a secret deal. Yep. And so, uh, what, uh, the judge, I believe, again, I believe he said his name was Goldfarb or something close to that, and he was bringing suit at, to do a uh, injunction to stop the vote, certification of the vote, or something to that effect on the fraud, right? Well, Judge Goldfarb threw the whole damn case out. Okay, so it's on appeal to the 11th Circuit. He's obviously, they know who uh, Lynn Wood is at the 11th Circuit, beautiful old library in downtown Atlanta. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous building, by the way. And I mentioned that before. It's stunning. I, I think I remember hearing Lynn Wood talk about that also, and he said that 
Specifically, the judge said the injunction was not the correct thing, but there were very troubling issues that must be seen that would be going through a different court or something like that. Well, I, he didn't elaborate that on the in, interview I heard with him, but uh, he's uh, mentioned Sidney Powell. I can't remember. I was trying to listen to two or three of these interviews right on the heels of each other or flipping back and forth, you know, and it's there's a lot of information coming out right now. It appears that Sidney Powell, and I believe I heard her say this, is filing the suit in Georgia today. What Georgia was doing was working with China, not only on these machines, okay, but in the COVID crisis, they bought unbelievably high-priced stuff from China that was of unbelievably poor quality. And then the way the Chinese do it is they take the money from China and then kick it back to family members. And evidently, they've got them cold on that, too. Okay, California also. Uh, so, uh, yeah, right. With Gavin Newsom and his half a billion for whatever. Yeah. Uh, so all of that is coming out. I'm trying to think of what else it was important. There was some real good information on, uh, the war on, on Steve Bannon's war room right before I was listening to it. And the guys that were on early get to hear there and, uh, uh, they were going over today. That is a good program. And he has this on YouTube. They're let, this is streaming on YouTube now. And he's got a show that I guess two or three hours that starts at 10 o'clock when we do at 11 o'clock, uh, uh, or an hour, maybe an hour. Anyway, it starts similar time. Then you can see it later. They let play it a replay. And then he does another one for two hours at night. Uh, so there's a lot of good sources out there to get what's really happening. Uh, they're trying to hammer forward with their sledgehammer of presumption. And, uh, cause it's just like Jeff was saying right before we went on the air. It, listen, it's all on the line for them here. That's what we've been saying for a That's while, right. you know, but boy, it's really there now. That Steve Bannon network is One American News and, and One American Voice Network. That's the one where Amanda Khan is the director of that format. It's a very good network. It has, uh, like say, Steve Bannon a panel. There's uh, that's where the John Richardson that's uh, got the Georgia Star Network that's down there in Atlanta putting that stuff together along with Winwood and others. And it's just absolutely, this is ablaze with people rising up to stop this abject corruption, this cancer that is eating up the republic and the voting system. Everything else is so blatant in your face that people are aflame. Uh, and I want to tell you another video that I watched this morning I was very impressed with. This is a very brave lady. Okay. And it was, they, it was a videotape of a 20-something minute deposition on all this stuff in the depositions they're taking up there in Wayne County, Detroit. She was a, uh, an observer, but she's not a Republican. She was an independent party, a tax, American, American taxpayer party, and she was a candidate herself. So she was there, but she got in with the Republican GOP observer bunch because they're the other observer, uh, other side, quote-unquote, and she was in a 22-minute deposition that was absolutely fascinating. Okay, now here's what they did, and she's watched them do it all night. And she said the guy would, that was doing it that she first she was following a guy around, 
see if I can cover all this stuff. I'll back up a minute. She, she showed a diagram, and by the way, she took notes during this whole thing at night, and they had the notes. She was reading off the notes during the deposition, okay? And she sketched out how the how, how the observers and everybody around the table, there's five people around every table, and she was at two, 123 and 120. And she went over different examples of things that happened and the way the ballots were supposed to be go, do and what really happened. And it was amazing, okay? Uh, they had piles of Trump ballots there when they start. They announce accounts. Okay. All right, we're going to start counting some guy over a microphone and all these hundreds of tables counting all these millions of ballots. And uh, they already had at those two tables a, a stack in a, in, a, in a box or a bin or something of Trump votes. And she asked about them. They said, oh, those have already been counted. But she said they told her that and nobody counted them. And then they, the call came out over the large loudspeaker to start counting ballots. So they already had Trump ballots segregated that say they'd been counted before they started the count. During the count, during, and she went, I'll post this on, I don't know, John Kassarab sent it to me. Thank you, John. Um, they, uh, and I'll, I'll post it at the end of the show description today. Well, I might can tell you what the title of it is. I got two, two or three browsers open with this stuff strung over two or three browsers, you know. It's, uh, okay. It, I can tell you what the title is. It's called Arctica. Her first name is Artica, A-R-T-I-C-I-A, or Artisha, uh, B-O-M-E-R, Artisha, A-R-T-I-C-I-A, second name, B-O-M-E-R, and the third word here is witness, witnessed past tense. So you put those three words in and you'll get it on a YouTube search, but I'll stick it in at the end of the show description for the people that don't want to go through those hoops. The most amazing you know, Roger, thing to me, the show this morning, <laughs> I mean, it's just, this is the way it is in the world. Uh, information is a flood. It's a tsunami. It's, information It's coming out of polyfurcation. That's what part well, of the, confusion based upon if you're tapped into the right sources if you're searching it on google you ain't going to find it okay yeah, that's right but There's anyway let me let, <laughs> let me show you what they did according to her she's following somebody around with a ballot for some reason i don't remember the setup but as she's following this guy around with the ballot, she comes on and she would designate whether it was a black man or a white man, okay? And it was evidently somebody that was with Dominion, is my guess. But it was a white guy, and what would happen is that they took, you know what correction tape is? Everybody know what correction tape is? Oh, yeah, yes. They would take, he'd open the machine, and what was happening is they were running these ballots through, and they had a correction tape over the scanner, so it couldn't scan any numbers or any codes or anything, okay? And every 27th ballot, the ballot friction on the tape would screw the tape up, and they couldn't run ballots through, 
and the guy was having to open it up pull the old tape off that was crinkled, take out a new tape, and she said every time he did it, he'd look around and make sure nobody was watching. And she's watching him, and when she'd see him go to look around in the process, she'd look away so he didn't catch her. And he would bend over underneath and stick that white covering tape up over the scanning mechanism so they could run 27 more ballots through. And on top of that, he would open, she said, she didn't say WD-40, but it's probably what it was, okay? But she said it was like it was a canister with one of those long straws you stick in, like WD-40, and he'd open up the machine and spray all inside the machine, and then he'd change the correction tape. And then they take the same stack of of ballots, 50 ballots, that they just gone through and run them through again with the new tape over the scanner. What you're doing there is force coding or uh, faking out the machine, giving it the illusion that there's something wrong so you can create the ballot fraud. So, uh, very, very, if you know, we're kind of, of course, legally oriented around here and you don't get to see many videos of depositions, or at least I've never stumbled on too many. Okay. And this is an actual video recording. And at the end he's going, well, can you recall anything else? And she's looking over notes front and back and all that. And he's going, listen, you've been delightful. I'm not trying to hurry you, but we got another woman (laughs) waiting outside. They had a string of them, man, waiting to depose. So, uh, very, very insightful from that standpoint on, and to actually hear one of the depositions that was one of the poll watchers with her, uh, specific, uh, criteria that she came to the table with a very, very well-spoken, polite black woman, 48 years old said, listen, I'm doing this cause I saw fraud and I can't stand it. I've been, my heart is broken. My soul is broken. I've been crying. They had to put me some, he said, she said, I've been staying in a hospital, in a, in, in a hotel for two days just to try and calm down that this has absolutely totally traumatized my life. That's why I'm here. Intentional infliction of emotional distress. So it, it's very moving, and it's very good, okay? And I'll stick it in the show description. There'll be several links in there today because I got more. Okay, Chris? Okay, Chris. Here's see. one more thing for you, Roger. I, I was looking on TV this morning where I could see, and I saw something about a federal hate crime. I thought, federal hate crime? I've never heard of that, so I did a little searching. And there's a landmark decision from the Supreme Court called Brandenburg, Versus, I think it's Illinois. I have to look back at my notes to tell you what it's for. It's a 1969 decision, and it says that even hate, even provocative speech without more is protected under the First Amendment. And absent a intent to provoke violence or some sort of a physical outrage act, the mere suggestion of it or... Uh, the inference of violence is not enough to violate the uh, hate speech. It has to be more, and you have to have an intent to incite violence or some sort of provocative act. And that's exactly what they've done to me. And we're, what we're seeing is polyfurcation. We're in information overload zone. There is so much coming at us. It's like a fire hose. 
like Sidney Powell said. I almost couldn't wait to get on the – I can't remember another day almost when there had been so damn many important things to talk about it in, in one short two-hour period, honestly. So, all right, here is uh, – here's the headline. I'm going to titillate, titillate Chris a little here. In uh, emphasis marks, you know, that's half a, half a quotation mark. What do you call those? Italics? What do you call half a, half well, a quotation? You know. Might be, go ahead. Anyway, with that, just that one little half a, like I said, half a quote mark. Straight up witchcraft. That's set off with a colon. And then it says, why legal Twitter loves this new research tool. Is that provocative, Chris, to you? I'm listening closely and writing quickly. Okay, well, you don't have to write. I sent it to you in an email. You just hadn't looked at it yet or had a chance to. I'll give you that. I know you got a bunch of plates spinning yourself. The name of the outfit is Case Text. C-A-S-E, all one word, C-A-S-E, T-E-X-T. Case text parallel search function carries you beyond your keywords. How about that? Is that is that a little more provocative? Absolutely. What you're talking about is a Boolean word search where you highlight it and search out a word to find the link to it. And what they're doing is they're giving you associated links. Let me read a little bit to you here, audience, and Chris, especially Chris, because he's in the middle of this legal crap. Tired of banging your head against the proverbial wall amid another late-night research session? And I'll personalize it. Chris? (laughs) Hell yes. Okay. Well, I might have a little sleep answer for you, bud. Case Text is here to help with the new deceptively simple search tool whose uncanny uh, relevant results have been described by one lawyer as straight-up witchcraft. The legal research company's new product called Parallel Search allows you to type a full sentence into a search bar and instantly find cases that are relevant to your entry. It's meaning, your entry's meaning. In other words, relevant results will be delivered in, in italics here, even if your exact words are entirely absent from the underlying case. Ooh, that's a tool. Okay. Uh, titillating. Well, I, I knew it would be titillate somebody. The tool enables you to get beyond the frustration. Is there any frustration in the, what you're doing there, Chris? It doesn't end. Hey, well, it's going to allow you to get past some of it. It says here, the tool enables you to get beyond all that frustration that you and others have experienced that can arise, yes, it can, from literal and complex keyword searches. 
It can also streamline your research process, helping you to quickly find authorities for statements you know to be true while accessing comprehensive results from topics on which you are seeking guidance. Sound pretty cool, huh? You have summoned up a movie from way back in my past that I must have seen 20-something times with Kerwin Matthews, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. I remember Sakura's line when he rubbed the magic lantern, from a land beyond beyond, from a world past hope and fear, I bid you, genie, now appear. Barani was the genie's name. Yes, it's that kind of a situation. Well, the name of the place here, it's got the website I've got. He sent me a website to it, to the search bar. And I can't just give you the web. I can give you just the web domain, but I can't give you all that string of stuff after it. And I'm not sure that if you just go to the domain that you would uh, be able to access this bar. I haven't tried any of that. I just clicked on a link. So what I'll do is I'm going to post both links at the end of today's show description, the one of the article, which tells you more than I read, obviously, and then the uh, link to this. uh, Well, I guess you could put something in there and do it. I, I I didn't fool with it last night, but I did send the email out to Brent and Chris and, you know, some of the legal beagles and uh, figured we'd talk about it today. So uh, there you go. How about them apples? Good. Fine. There, Roger. Great data mining. Um, yeah, well, th- you know, it's part of having all these connections, uh, you know, with folks over the years, and we're all tuned into a similar, cer- certainly, channel, and uh, uh, we start getting these things passed around. It shows you the power of what we could do when we could really work together. That does require some organization, and that's what we really don't have, which is a yang on one side and a yang on the other. You know, it, it it makes it real difficult for them to infiltrate and subvert uh, things that aren't organized. So, like I said, you know, everything in in our lives is yin and yang. There's always a dialectic. So let's see. I've been running my mouth for the whole time with this stuff. Like I took an X-lax and hiccuped. What have you all got to add here? <laughs> Nobody's got anything to add. Now, come on. So legal beagle, is that what Ike Clanton referred to as a law dog? Yeah, maybe. Could do that. They call them marine dogs of war. Um, Straight up witchcraft. Well, that sounds cool. I'm glad I'm not in the law game and having to avail myself to use oh, tools yeah, such are. as this but i'm telling you what i guarantee you mr chris is and uh that i believe he can probably uh, put it to good use hopefully he can figure out how to use it it doesn't look too complex but uh i stuck something in there and i couldn't get it to do anything so i maybe somebody else can fool with it that's better at that than me um, let's see anything happening, blowing up. I don't know if anything's good. I guess Powell filing her suit today in Georgia is pretty important. 
Uh, oh, here was a headline that I saw right before we went on the air that's certainly worthy of discussion. It's on Zero Hedge. It's up there at the top. Now it was down four or five articles down when I saw it. Convicted killer Scott Peterson out there in California, I think, uh, Jeff. Anyway, convicted killer Scott Peterson among death row inmates. So he, just him and more death row inmates who scammed over $400,000 in fraudulent COVID benefits through all the government handouts. They're calling it here in the story byline. It's being called the most significant fraud on taxpayer funds in California history. Well, I they just they're just something they don't know about. Sorry, <laughs> but, but <laughs> convicted death well, row killers seem to be played on with fraud, and then they complain because somebody defrauded it. That's rather inventive. I tell you, buddy, it's the world we live in. It's uh, it's the Jew world that's been created without any kind of guidelines that are truly good for the masses, only good for their little one tribe. The Jew world order? You could certainly refer to it as that. You wouldn't be the first. I wasn't trying to claim originality. I know. Well, I wasn't trying to accuse you of it either. I just making the comment. Uh, so we got a light board today. I guess people or maybe some folks are availing themselves of a chance to be with family, uh, over tomorrow. I guess we won't do a show tomorrow. That's, I think traditionally the way we handle this, I'll throw a replay in, might replay this show. Just a darn much to cover. Free this. Black Friday. Pardon me? Free Black Friday. Okay. Yeah. Black Friday, that's right. Well, we'll have a white Friday because we got Brent, and he and I never miss a Friday virtually unless it's actually on Thanksgiving or, or not on Christmas. Uh, otherwise, we're always on the air and uh, on that day. And uh, so we'll be back uh, at the end of this week, of course, on Friday with Brent. There's no telling what's going to develop between now and then the way things, as many things that are as important that are hanging on an edge out there that could fall in the next 46 hours after we finish today. So, uh, anyway, interesting times. Uh, comments on anything? Anybody got anything you wanted to add or comment on? Okay, so you're going to press me. You're going to press me for more, aren't you? More, more, more. All right, I got it for you. Don't stop. I, I got you like dancing seals here. <laughs> seals waiting for fish. <laughs> <laughs> um all right how about floating the idea that maybe Sidney powell should be uh attorney general when all this is over i think that's exactly where she's to be well actually i think the department of homeland security is over the department of justice they created that situation under the uh, uh 10 united states code 2348 or 58 Back in the Amer the Pay Upgrade Act, they called it. Okay, well, boy, I got I got you really clapping now, Chris. Did you see the other day? I think it was Monday uh, that uh, Sidney Powell had been authorized to uh, to argue cases in military jurisdiction. 
Apparently, any lawyer can do that. I don't know for sure, but I'm speculating that she was probably a JAG back in the military. She has that military military attitude about her presentment. Don't. It is strictly facts, law, evidence, and a very um, bland distribution. But she is powerful. Well, you know, don't know about her background. I don't know if she was in the military. Don't know if she was in the JAG. But there was something, and I don't know, Jeff, that anybody can practice in a JAG court. I'm not well, sure. Well, the if military that... court approves that attorney. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, that's well. She got approved. Yep. Okay, and uh, also they had another little rule change: civilians can be brought into the court, military court, as attorneys or witnesses, as defendants. Oh, I'm going to no, guess no, that's some so, I would guess there's some real critical limitations on that because I, otherwise it would be in violation of ex parte Milligan. Listen, I, I'm telling you, it was in the, it was in this discussion, I believe, on this American Media Periscope dot net uh, group panel. Like I said, I was just listening to it, and you know, as you hear those discussions, those things come up, and people comment on them, and then they're off to something else, and you don't go back and re-listen to it, you know. Uh, but this, this information is on there, and they were speculating about them taking this case and run it through a military jurisdiction because it goes in with the presidential order that Trump wrote, the executive order, about election fraud a couple of years ago. So they have jurisdiction over U.S. citizens. They'd have, yeah, they have jurisdiction over people that participated in the fraud but not in a civil jurisdiction but in a military jurisdiction because of the nature of the crime and the all, all the other things so like i said it got run hey, past me once Biden, training, training with the enemies act seditious conspiracy done by uh foreign agent registration act violations uh treason uh, uh attempt to mutiny and overthrow the president sedition you must have forgotten one or two, but yes. Um, and the and uh, like I said, that's just the idea that I got that they were floating and talking about was that they're going to try and run these cases in this situation over through a military tribunal type setting. We'll see as it unfolds, okay? But I know that the JAG courts didn't just out of clear blue on Monday a okay Sidney Powell to argue cases in front of them. So national security issue becomes a military one. Exactly. National security is what I was looking for. Thank you. Okay. As evidenced by the fact that Gomer, who evidently threw the election through Dominion's best friend or big rock climbing and no telling what else all, buddy, is got fired by Trump and is still in the damn position today while we're talking. Remember, Gomer's down there in Texas along the Sydney Powell. Gomer is down with Sydney Powell? I'm just Gomer. saying they're both in Texas. Correct. 
Okay, I don't know about that. It is that. a big state. I do know that the, the, in in one of the interviews that I was listening to talking about him and the guy, here's what happened. Somebody sniffed onto this, some data guy, and he got somebody that Gomer had emailed that was obviously of like mind of him, okay? And he said, I contacted him directly, and I confronted him with the audience, and I said, if you don't talk to me, I'm going to dox you. And so the guy opened up to him. And one of the things he told him is he said, everybody knows this guy's crazy. He's his absolute lunatic. That threat to Dox is a violent threat to incite violence uh, by somebody else by putting your public information in the airway. I think that's an implied threat to murder someone or do them serious bodily harm. Well, that's what he had to make to get the guy to open up to him. It was the good guy that docked. It was threatening to dox him. So, see, I keep telling you, you the sword swings both ways. By any means necessary. So uh, I thought that was extremely interesting, and I can stick, if I can find it, I don't think I've gotten rid of those interviews. Ah, I haven't, uh, at least that one. Let's see. Uh, I may have gotten rid of the other one, but I can probably go back and find it. I'll try and remember to put it on the show description along with this. Oh, a daily limit, it looks like, a daily record on how many links I got to chase down to stick up there. Ah, here it is. I did find it, too. Um, You are officially on information overload. I I mean, really, Chris, uh, this one's at... Oh, this one on Gomer is over on Eurofolk Radio. Eurofolkradio.com. It's the source of that one. And, uh, yeah, just a bunch, a bunch of stuff happening. And obviously, people are getting ready for tomorrow uh, because we've only got just six people on the board. That's highly unusual in this climate and situation with everything that's going on. But I hope if you're out there traveling, whether you're listening to this live or later, that you're uh, doing it safely and uh, hope everybody has a, as good a Thanksgiving as you can, uh, under these circumstances, the lockdown for some of these crazy bastards, you know, here's another on this lockdown for Thanksgiving. Get a drink of water. I'm having. You guys aren't helping me. I've got to talk too much today. There's too damn much to talk about. Kate Brown. Old Kate Brown, born in Spain, of uh, uh, Jerry Moonbeam Brown, his youngest daughter, now governor of Oregon. Right. Um, center of Antifa and defund the police. Could we add that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and the per se institution of the Bundys and the uh, other families up there. Okay. Well, all that, but especially more the the, the recent stuff, especially de- defund the police. She is on an interview with another female, and if you've got more than six people at your house or whatever the dumb requirements they're putting up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate you. No. It cannot be coincidental this nut here, this m- Mob governor in Nevada, Steve Sissel, has tried to murder me twice, has also done the same thing to threaten to come in people's houses. They have too many people 
gathering for Thanksgiving. Microsoft is forcing another update on me. I've gone in and changed the back files to say nothing but manual updates, and the bastards are still forcing stuff up your barracks bag. Motherfuckers. I tell you what, what a bunch of absolute tyrants. I'm I'm very tempted to start sitting down and switching over to Linux. Okay, I, I've just about had it with their crap. Uh, now that I've totally lost where I was. God. Well, speaking of your Linux situation, there is a Microsoft to Linux program conversion out there somewhere, I recall in my long history of other things. Don't. But you could put put an operating system that was Linux formatted on your base. You can. Uh, you software. Well, you can stick two operating systems on and just choose. If you need Windows, you can go back to it. And there's a window to use Windows programs and all that stuff. I've just never sat down and gotten into it. Now, I've totally lost where I was going a minute ago. Can somebody tell me what we were talking about? He's Moonbeam's daughter. Moonbeam, thank you, Brent. Thank you. Okay. Moonbeam's daughter, who was born in Spain, as I think I said, the youngest of his daughters that was allowing all this crap to happen in Portland and the defund the police where they've actually followed through with it. Don't forget that guy. What's his name? Ted Walker, who's the mayor of Portland, is also the head of the police commission. He got two hats out there. Well, now she puts these Thanksgiving lockdown orders in. And what is she with a girl interviews her? What does she say? Did anybody see this yet? No, not yet. What was it? She says, well, it's just like if you got a house down the street that's got a loud party, you call the police. So she wants neighbors to snitch on neighbors and call the police that she wants to defund if you got more than six people over for Thanksgiving dinner. Not to mention the Sovietized model of see something, say something, and report on all your neighbors the same thing they're doing with the Chinese Dangan system of cradle-to-grave management. Well, you know, I've had a saying for a long time. It's true in many instances. And it says you give enough a monkey enough rope, he'll hang himself every time. And look what these monkeys are. You, you want to talk about absolute in your face, out front, in front of the world to see hypocrisy. These guys are pulling it off now. You know, what, what's, the, what's the old saying? They have no shame. Can you see that these son of a bitches have no shame? If you can't see it, and I know you can, everybody else can, seems. So uh, that's the good news is the awareness on these guys, as we've been talking about for a long time. You could sense it, you know, up to now. In just some of the things, the amount, the degree they go to to suppress stuff and the their reactions is what I always look for, have learned to look for over the years. And you could sense it. But, buddy, since this election two weeks ago, you're flat seeing it. 
thousands of people, witnesses coming out of the woodwork. And when they saw somebody was going to stand up, they started. And the more of them that started and saw the other ones uh, not get knocked down, then they stepped in line. And it's probably almost turning into a tsunami of witnesses for these teams. Trump's teams up there now as legal teams would be my guess. It's a slipping mask. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, it's amazing the turnaround. I, I've been in this a long time, very entrenched for many years, and there was a lot of years where there just wasn't much hope. I know you've heard me say that before, and I don't know how long you've been in the rodeo here, but, buddy, 25 years ago, we didn't have no hope. Except God, you just get down and pray and keep studying and trying to find something that was relevant. Man, there's all kinds of hope going on now. Obama wanted hope and change. It was a little late, but it looks like it might be coming. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hearken back to the comment that I heard Lynn Wood say, who I've... I, I knew who he was and stuff, but I'd never heard him interviewed or talk. I didn't know much about him other than his accomplishments in the legal arena. And I, over several interviews, I've just really grown to like and respect this guy. And uh, I, in, in the, one of the other interviews I saw, and I think I mentioned it yesterday, and he, uh, he said, where am I getting? Jeff, I'm getting a little feedback there. Thank you. Um, he said, I had to go to the White House up in March. March or April, and he said, and and I met President Trump, and he said, I don't know what he was before he got there, but I'm going to tell you, he's a godly man now. And coming from a guy that is obviously a godly man, that's a heck of a statement. And it's always been my suspicion, you know, and it's like Brent has said, God uses men. And he got in that position, and as bad as he thought these bastards were that he'd been involved with in all of his decades of business, when he got into that even announcing, so much as announcing he was going to run, the booze and the ad, ad, adversity started, and all it did was get worse for the whole four, four and a half years. And that hardens a man. I know one thing. If you want to go back to that old cliche, it's virtually always correct. Out of the Middle East, it says the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know, curiously, Roger, I think it would be difficult to not notice that these targeted areas, especially in the South, they're primarily American Christians, different faiths, to be flipped to red states or flipped to blue from red with these targeted election fraud schemes to instill even more blue state maniacs into the positions of power cannot be overlooked. That is targeting and that is discriminating and that's cruel and unusual punishment and that is an unfair advantage over the disadvantaged group um i of course having a strong ties 
30 years living in Atlanta area and Georgia. Uh, it's got a special place in my heart. I hate to see what's happened. Saw it coming when I was there, uh, when it started originally with white flight and, and a lot of the civil rights legislation and the, in Atlanta, all the white folks moved out of downtown where they used to live grant park around cyclorama uh a beautiful area of atlanta that got real run down it's built back up now they've remodeled those areas down around where the old brave stadium used to be a little bit southeast of downtown but atlanta's not a traditional city that has a real downtown downtown they got a downtown for business. There's some restaurants and stuff down there. But most of the action in the Atlanta area happens out in the suburbs. Okay? And uh, so the it was like the blacks took over the city of Atlanta and the government. And uh, you've seen the squandering over the years of the pension funds and the corruption. And the guy that was mayor for so long, Maynard Jackson, who the Hartsfield-Jackson Airport's now named after, totally corrupt. Uh, uh, there were some good guys. There's some good guys coming out of it now, Vernon Jones and some real good black legislatures that are dem legislators. They're Democrats that are very much in Trump's column and very vocal. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're very sharp people, very uh, obviously oriented in the right direction. But from the commentary I was hearing about it, and I can see this, but it happened since I've been gone, okay? What could have happened to Georgia that switched it so radically? No. Hollywood. They started shooting all kinds of movies in Georgia, and it became like Hollywood East, I heard somebody refer it to. If you remember, a couple of years ago, they passed a, some kind of an abortion law in Georgia there in the state legislature, and the movie theaters threatened to pull out of the state. The big ones, Disney and several others, made public public comments about it. And that the influx and the turn is the money and the influence that has saturated the state now over a long time, 15 years or so, you know, uh, and influenced it. So I don't know. Just somebody said that, and it's something I've noodled with a couple of times because it certainly would make sense. I mean, you know, Georgia's right next to Alabama. It's just adjacent. You know, it shares a border with South Carolina. In fact, if you ever saw the movie, do you remember the old movie Deliverance? Sure. That was filmed on the Chattooga River. The Chattooga River is the border between South Carolina and Georgia. Not to change the subject, but I wanted to point out, along with what you're speaking about, what you termed flight, white flight, is now by Joel Skousen called strategically relocation. I just saw an ad on him uh, being on Infowars this morning promoting that concept of strategic relocation. They're showing the desert southwest as being the most free area to relocate to. Well, and what you're seeing is white flight was whites that lived in a metro area free and flee into the suburbs because they could still commute. But what he's talking about is people leaving the suburbs and the metro area and going rural. 
I think it's conservative flight more accurately. Yeah, and anybody that's got a brain and any kind of a budget that can get out of California. <whistles> Boy. Unless that referent or stay and really, really work on the, uh, we mentioned it yesterday, in case you didn't hear it, recallgavin2020.com. Evidently, there's also some other recall uh, in states that can do referendums. There's only certain states that can do that, you know. The states that can do referendums, California being one of them. There's several others. I don't remember what they are, but evidently they've started where there is that ability. They've started to go against their governor. They got any brown. I sure hope the hell it's in Michigan. Michigan needs to do something with that witch Gretner that's up there. I mean, that is just absolute witch. She had to ride into office on a broom. So we'll we'll see as we go forward, but boy, there are a lot of them exposing themselves with all these orders, especially on Thanksgiving and trying to take. Oh man, I, I mean, the, the, there was another good segment on Tucker Carlson last night with one of the New York sheriffs that is saying he won't obey Cuomo's orders. Did any of you happen to see that? I guess that means no. Okay. Cuomo has got the big lockdown order in New York. And several, including this guy that was interviewed, and I don't remember the uh, county he was from, what part of the state it's in, uh, but he's the sheriff. Eh, relatively late, middle-aged guy, very sharp, uh, very nice, very well-spoken. He said, yeah, I'm the sheriff. And he said, before that, I was a judge, and I was also the district attorney. So he's pretty steeped in the county, wouldn't you say? Okay. Well, they elected him sheriff. And he said, Cuomo came down with this order, and I was walking down the street, and I ran into one of my constituents who I know, and he was just freaked out. And he was, he was scared to go and get with his family. He's an older guy, get with his, you know, kids and grandkids for Thanksgiving that they might get reported and might get arrested. And he said, I thought about it and I went back and I announced that we're not going to enforce that because the governor doesn't have any enforcement mechanism to do that. And he said, being a judge and a DA now is his background. Remember, he said he's got executive orders that are constitutional, but this one's not. And he's got, he can go in and close down restaurants and take away licenses because you've entered into an agreement with them. Okay. And he's got the, not only the jurisdiction, but he's got the department of this or that or the other to come harass you and take your license. But he said he doesn't have the constitutional authority to go in your homes and scare people and we ain't enforcing it. And I don't care what he calls us because evidently he's called them renegades, this or whatever labels that hypocritical bastard shouldn't be putting any labels on anybody. Okay. But regardless, he said, uh, we're standing up. It's an unconstitutional executive order. It was interesting. He was very, very well-spoken. So you may want to, uh, I know they've 
uploaded last night's Tucker episode over on BitChute. You know, about the only place you can find it. They won't let Lou Dobbs, and they will not let except snippets occasionally of the nightly program on YouTube. They won't put them on anymore. And you used to get Let them every night, okay? Because I've been watching them every night for years. And the only place I can find them is on, on BitChute now. Well, something close to Gruesome Newsome, Kate Brown, and uh, aforementioned witch Gretchen Whitmer, along with several other uh, blue state activist so-called governors, uh, yesterday, I had to go to the federal court to put in some paperwork here, and they have radically shifted and changed the policies. Now they're putting the credential presentment in front of the scanners instead of after them. It's been for years. They were absolutely demanding, in spite of the ADA, HIPAA, and the uh, exclusionary clauses and the governor's edict, that everyone comes in wear a mask to get in the building. And I asked who put that out, and they told me Miranda Du. I asked if she was Chinese. No, she's Vietnamese, and she's now the head judge that replaced the corrupt Gloria Navarro. And so it appears that our Vietnamese judge may not conceive the concept of cruel and unusual under the Eighth Amendment, freedom and liberty concepts, and she's running as a judicial tyrant here in this particular court. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to remove my case out of this venue because it is abject judicial activist terrorists up there masquerading as administrators of justice. I'm afraid it's that way in an awful lot of districts, Chris. Here, here, cancer of corruption. That judicial um, discretion is the most dangerous concept of liberty in America. And some of these guys were discussing DOJ and their lack of action and all that stuff on that American media periscope.net that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I think that's a channel that we're going to probably, at least that I am, I'm impressed enough with it. I can tell you I'll pay attention to it as they go forward and develop. There's... Not really, you know, many honest, solid platforms you can really trust out there now. It looks like they de deliberately set up Fox News and let Murdoch run it with conservative stuff. And then right before the election, they slipped to Disney. He, uh, he sold it to Disney. Disney slipped in the back door and took control of the programming in most aspects. And they're the ones that called and... To do that, one of their functions was to call Arizona first. Arizona well, looks. Uh, Arizona looks like it's. By the way, Arizona looks like it's going to get turned and exposed too with their scammer pins. Do you know about their scammer pins? Yeah, they were using the black magic markers to force them to be put into the optional they, dial. They took all of the regular ballpoint pens out of the room when the Republicans were in there. And when they marked the ballots, the scanner didn't read it, evidently. 
There's lots of different types of warcraft in the election scheme. I'm telling you, this thing was organized. They've been working on it for a long time, and it was pulled off absolutely in certainly in key places that the Democrats control metro areas all over the country. Uh, Fulton County, Georgia, Montgomery County, Philadelphia, Wayne County, Detroit, those two counties up in Milwaukee, Maricopa County in Phoenix, and your county right there, good old Clark County, Nevada. I still maintain this is destruction of the institutions. They oh, go yeah. Long walk. And this is exactly Cloward and Pliven you're seeing put into practice. Well, and, and it's backfiring on them because, the, because they're being exposed and people are going, what the hell is this institution doing to me? Yep, desperate people make mistakes. Nah, this is a real this is a real fork in the road, bef- and we ain't reached the Slauson cutoff yet. Well, I'm not sure if it was desperation or this was actually the devious plan to destroy the confidence in the American electoral system and make us replace it with something else. Hey, I think paper ballots. It a was idea. it was a go for the gold ring because if Trump gets four more years with everything, especially they know now, they will not have another chance to bring build the foundation. It took them 150 years to get to the point. Well, with the laptop from hell, the pedophilic influences, the uh, spirit cooking, the uh, pizza crap, the Epstein and Weisenstein and all this other stuff going on, including Dershowitz, who's out there as a pontificator, it is not unexpected that this wheels are coming off this wagon by specific design. I have to say, it's probably one of the few times I've ever agreed with Alan Dershowitz here. And he publicly came out and he uh, uh, gave accolades to somebody who's filed a suit up in northern Pennsylvania, Erie County, I believe. I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, Kelly. Kelly. And he said, this is the path. And it's the path we've talked about here, the constitutional path. They did all this extra constitutional. They didn't have any authority because none of the legislatures met and did it. And the legislatures have got the authority and the responsibility. That's the case you take to the Supreme Court. It's clear cut and simple. And if Dershowitz centered on that, too, and I agree with him on that. Uh, did I see Harvey show up? Harv, how you doing, bud? I see Lou's with us, too. Did you guys hear any of the first hour? We've covered a lot of ground in the first hour today. I, I just got on, uh, Roger. Okay, well, but, buddy, it was a drink of water out of a fire hydrant in the first hour, okay? And the same here. Uh, just got on. Okay. Hey. Well, um, I'm... Are you, the thing is, is you can't regurgitate it, and I'm sorry y'all uh, missed it because there's a bunch of really important information out there. Uh, a couple. Gonna up, go, go you're going to upload it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, of course. It'll be available okay, to, listen listen, to listen to. I'm going to okay. listen tonight. Well, a lot of it centers around, uh, well, just a whole lot of these real important aspects of what's going on and a lot of things that people generally aren't aware of, I think, Harvey. Did you know the judge there, the district court judge in Atlanta that handled Lynn Wood's suit, which was a request for an injunction, threw the whole suit out? He didn't rule on the injunction. He threw the whole suit out. His name was Goldfarb. Can you believe it? 
An Irishman? An Irishman right up there at, and we can say this because we've been in there. We closed the damn thing down one time. The Richard B. Russell Federal Building. And that the judge's suites are on the 21st and 22nd floor. I'll tell you, they are beyond belief. They are so crooked. But on the other hand, it did not surprise Lynn Wood. No. Because he said, I practice in the Court of Appeals all the time. I like I got to see an hour interview with him last night, a couple of days ago. And um, and in the article and in the interview, he said, well, I'm telling you right now that Brian Kemp is crooked and took money, and I'm a defame. I, I handle and specialize in defamatory lawsuits. Yeah. And if yeah. I'm lying, he'll sue me. Yeah, he said he won't sue me because I'll get discovery. That's right. And... <laughs> and he knows I'll have him then. Uh, Harvey, so. one thing we talked about, and I may have sent it to you guys this morning, is a 22-minute video of the a deposition of one of the people that's come forward in Detroit uh, that was a supervisor. And, man, it is re- – have you ever seen a video of a deposition before? No. Well, no, I, I never had either. Roger. You know, I never well, had either. And it's very interesting. And she is quite the the very patriotic, brave, black, middle-aged woman, this gal. God bless her. God bless her. Uh, they are. On court TV. You know what they were doing? Yeah, they probably do show them over there. Let me tell you, Harvey, this is some of the stuff you missed in the first hour in her uh, deposition, in her affidavit. She caught them going to the machines and putting a correction tape on the scanner. And then, but here's what was happening. They're running the fake ballots that they're into the scanner. And so make sure that the scanner doesn't try and read a number. Okay, because they don't have numbers on them, evidently, or whatever. They put correction tape on it. But with the additional... Uh, uh, whatever the millimeter is of the, the tape, yeah. as they're running the ballots through there and the batches of 50, every 27th ballot, the tape screws up and it won't let them run any more ballots through. So the Dominion guy's got to come over, open the machine, spray it with like a WD-40, and pull off the old crinkle tape and put new tape over the scanning thing. It's beyond belief. Okay. I mean, she caught you know, him. A, de- a, decent, a decent person cannot conceive that someone would do that. Well, that's why it's great to see the links they've gone to come public here. Yeah. Uh, and, and why did they have to go to such links? Because Trump Donald, was yeah. killing them. It was that's over. Right. That's what she keeps saying. She said when we got and she, yeah, I just regurgitate for those of you who are, you know, heard this first time. She had her notes. She took three or four pages of notes that night and she's got her notes in the deposition video and she's looking over and let me make sure I didn't miss anything. And one of the pages was the schematic of this desk she was at. And the five people that were around it, she's a American taxpayers party and she was a candidate. 
She's not even really a Trump supporter, but she wanted to volunteer to oversee the election, and she got thrown in with the GOP observers, okay? And so she's got a schematic of the five people around the desk and goes over what happens when a ballot's open and what it's supposed to do and all these technical things. And she said when we got sat down and she was overseeing two tables, I remember they're 123 and 120, and she said they were both right there next to each other. And when they sat down, there was a whole batch in a, in a box or a bin or something for Trump. And the guy said, she said, what about those? And, she, and the guy goes, oh, we've already counted those. And then a minute or two later, the guy on the loudspeaker opens up the microphone and says, okay, let's start counting. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's a, it's a clown show, 22 minutes, what she goes over. And she was extremely articulate and very, very good and honest, obviously, at what she was doing. And she said, she said, listen. I'm here because this broke my heart. It stole my heart. It stole my soul. I've been crying. I've been beside myself. I've been traumatized by this. Is why I'm here. You know, uh, Roger. Uh, Gold farm. Uh, huh? Roger, uh, uh, Chris made a very poignant statement a few minutes ago. His comment about... Uh, the long game of being to discredit and and cause uh, a loss of confidence in, in our election uh, process, I think that's their long game. Without a doubt. That's what they want to change yeah. your history, demoralize you, enslave you, set it up to where they can ask you if you're a slave and you'd volunteer into it. I mean, you can understand why they call us goyim, can't you? I understand. Massa? We've, you know, we've been deceived. We've been sending our young men to war for, <laughs> well, how long now? Uh, 100, since the, 100 years at least. Well, uh, World War One, uh, all those banana republic wars. Right, right. I'd go back to the Civil War. That's right. I would, too. Uh, so I always refer to it as a so-called Civil War because the Civil War, I, I know you guys know this, but I'll say it anyhow. Civil War is where two or more groups fight for control of one government. What we had in 1861 was a war of separation. Correct. Well, Daryl puts it even better, Harvey. He says it was the war to bring right. in the civil law. Yeah, uh, and I agree that with that. But uh, matter of fact, book that I'm <laughs> can't get enough. I'm reading three or four books right now, plus writing one, and uh, it is you know when I get. I get weary with one book. I pick up another, so my mind is fresh again, and doesn't get too yeah. It's you know, like too fatigued. It's like eating parsley yeah. at the at, as you change courses at a good restaurant. It cleanses the palate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Say Harvey. But uh, one of the mm -hmm. books that I 
picked up. You asked the question while ago why somebody would do that. Yep. Well, if you want to create the illusion that there's an error in the machine that has to be fixed so you can do some manipulation, change the uh, correction tape that's covering up the number reader so it creates this uh, alert on the screen that says there's an issue so they can use their green force code button to force it through to change the ballots and let the administrator override the system improperly without oversight from somebody that's a neutral, fair observer, this is exactly what you do. And that's why the guy was looking around to see if anybody was uh, watching like this one. A prime example of that, let me take you back to the Bundy situation up in Malahir Wildlife Refuge. Whenever Clive, uh, um, not Clive and Bundy, but the uh, boy Finnegan was murdered out there on the roadway. Whenever, after the fact, those guys collectively assimilated all around his body after he'd thrown his hat off to the side, and they did that to cover up the fact that they were planting a pistol on LaVoy Finnecum to give the illusion that he was armed and going to resist them potentially violently, which he had. In fact, he tried to avoid the one guy that jumped out in front of his car uh, rather than running over him like he would naturally have done. And so this fabricating the circumstance to cover up the criminality of what you're doing to set up to give yourself the illusion to change the circumstance to your own predatory advantage is a critical aspect of a psychological operation to gaslight the public to believe that there's some, nothing going on or something going on. Hey, Chris, if you remember, who was the governor back then? It wasn't this bitch that's out there now, is it? Cole Brown. It was the same one. Yes. Okay. Well, let me. I haven't heard a, a story like that in a good while about planning the weapon. But I remember uh, a high school friend of one of my brothers who had joined the Atlanta Police Department. And he was there for a few years. He was not a paragon of truth uh, because it was something he told me. I, you know, he was going to testify falsely, and he did. He told me that. Uh, but he told me one day about a fellow who was on the, well, anyhow, the Atlanta police shot this guy. And, of course, all shot and killed. And loads of cops arrived on the scene. And when the, when the ambulance crew picked up his body, put it on the, on the gurney or on the stretcher, there were four knives under his body. All these guys, all these cops had been walking around there and they would drop a knife on the ground and shove it up under the, his body on the edge, you know, not lift him up, but just shove it up where it wasn't visible. So there were four, it may have been five, but it, it was, it was just a, uh, you sure he just wasn't a very adept knife fighter? Well, <laughs> he, he he wasn't that good because he died. He 
he lost out. To well, the, knives to don't do well tree. against bullets generally. Well, that's right. That is tampering with the crime scene, salting it with evidence, fake evidence, and yep. that is a abject failure to provide honest services and fraud, and that's obstruction of justice and a lot of other crimes. And uh, and it's a violation of Deuteronomy nineteen nineteen, um, where cool. I mean it should be handled by that, uh, where. Uh, God's law says that anyone who provides false evidence against another person would have done to, will have done to him what he would have had done to the person he was perjuring himself against. Um, I so, was talking earlier before uh, you and Lou got yeah. on, Harvey, about a new resource. It's called AmericanMediaPeriscope.net. I think I sent both you and Lou this video that I pulled off an article showed up in our PPN forum that Jack runs this morning. And I was fortunate. I clicked through. I saw a couple of click-through links, and I clicked on one, and it was this interview. It's a group of six people. One of them's retired military. He couldn't participate in the group because he had previous commitments, but he got to say a five-minute piece at the first, and then everybody in the group got five minutes to say, and then they gathered them as a group. And I'm still in that a little into that group session without the, the military guy. He brought some real important yeah. information to the table on what's happening behind the scenes. I mentioned it earlier. You know the Trump fired the head of DHS last week of cybersecurity that said not, there was oh, no yes. fraud in the election? Yes. Right? Right. That guy that is that, that group. He's, one, he's, he's, he's very good friends with Gomer the wacko that's been running Dominion that told Antifa Trump had never win. Turns out they're no, rock climbing. Christopher All right, well, hold on. I'm, I'm not finished yet. Let me just get this out. Craig, you gave it Krebs, whatever his name is. Well, they're best friends, and Trump fired him last week, right? Yeah. The director of DHS, a Mr. Wolf, has refused to fire him. He's still there right now. Well, that would be pretty simple okay. for me. So, yeah. Uh, well, well, later on, the last guy in the group was pontificating on this, and he brought in a real important, could be important wrinkle. Evidently, after that happened, Barr sent three DOJ people over to DHS. And they came back and reported no fraud. And he said, all right, is what's going on here? We've got the initial set of proof of all their crimes with the election. And that is a looking backward forensic unravel to proof. Are they carrying this one step further and getting live proof as these people are trying to cover all this stuff up? I don't know. I am not. Now, did you I'm also notice that the JAG courts on Monday approved uh, Sidney Powell to argue in front of them? No. Yes, they did. And what they're saying is that 
this new change with with SB out and May in and the changes and the streamlining that have been done in the last couple of days that the new Space Force and this new thing with Mays and his buddy, the the rabid Trump supporter in charge of are the only two operations you can trust out of the Pentagon right now. And they also made a change where they allow civilians to be brought in and tried in JAG courts and that they're going to run this through military JAG proceedings under the executive order that Trump wrote a couple of years ago about interference, election interference, and do it under the national security. How about that little scenario? Lord, come quickly. The uh, what? Civilian Special mm-hmm. Operations Group, uh, there's a lot of Chris's being appointed to these high positions, but that Christopher Krebs or Chris Krebs over there at the uh, CISTA, the Cyber Intelligence, uh, whatever it is, over, yeah. over the Department of Homeland Security, he was walking around like a Bill Gates or Eric Coomer with his little headphone and mouthpiece on, giving these TED Talk-like things to all his people about how they were going to abuse their discretion and how his view of society was. And he's a real insidious piece of crap, much like Coomer is. And the uh, Space Force and the civilian special ops divisions, these are directly under the chief executive as commander-in-chief of the armed forces that Trump has set up, and I think that goes back to part of Kennedy's uh, special memorandum number 55, 6, and 7. Uh, listen, it's just popped up on Zero Hedge. You know, Giuliani is presenting the first of the evidence in Pennsylvania today, ironically enough, in Gettysburg. Okay, just a couple of days after the anniversary or the commemoration of the Gettysburg Address, the courthouse is right next to the to the cemetery, evidently, and you can follow that live. It's live on uh, YouTube. They're streaming it, and you can link to it through the top article on Zero Hedge if you want to watch it. It doesn't look like it's as at a point where I could tap it in live right now. The the audience is gathering, and you can see the table at the front of the room and all that stuff. It's going to be a pretty big deal. There's a big audience, and this will probably be one hell. This will be the first time they've got a chance to show evidence on the fraud in Pennsylvania and Montgomery County and the rest of the state. I think Trump might be there with him. I think he said Trump was going to appear. I think I heard Bannon say that too. And of course, he's doing it because the case they're bringing is under the 14th Amendment that he didn't get equal opportunity in these different districts in different counties in the state. 14th Amendment, kids, the basis of the whole thing. Well, I will. Let me say this. So the, if anybody tells you, like, Cody wants to join us, if Cody, hold on, let me just get it. Let me get a thought out here. If any of your friends, and, and like even Cody and some of us fall susceptible to, of they can't do that. It's in the Constitution. Well, hey, here's a perfect example on the presidential election that's hinging on it, and they're running their case in on the 14th Amendment. And the 14th Amendment, last time I checked, was part of the Constitution document. Frivolously, erroneously, fraudulently or not, it's part of it. Go ahead, Harvey. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yep. No, that's all right. Your show. Uh, 
No, our show. The, our show. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's all right, but you've got to run it. And, and uh, you know, I step aside if you need to talk. So I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Now, look, I've got an old friend I grew up with who's a former U.S. attorney in Philadelphia. He was the guy that put the put the uh, mafia in prison. He lives right nearby, and I'll bet you that he's over there in that courtroom today watching these proceedings, and I'll bet it, you. It's an auditorium. Gonna, it ain't a courtroom. It's an auditorium, man. All right. It's big well, bunch of people. I bet you we're going to get a good article on the, what is it, the American Spectators, where he – uh, publishes most of he, his articles, but he has a blog blog called Knowledge is Good, and uh, and he doesn't pull punches. The first time I ever saw an article of his, he published. He's been doing this for a long time, obviously publishing op eds. He was in private practice in Philadelphia, as he said. I spent years putting them putting them in and now i'm spending my time getting them out speaking about criminal defendants he said uh anyhow it was when the feds burned down waco and george wrote uh wrote a uh, an op-ed for the baltimore sun and the title of it was what's the difference between a branch davidian and a spotted owl (laughs) and and the answer was, it's against the law to kill and roast a spotted owl. <laughs> uh, and he read, and, and where was that article written, buddy? If that wasn't written in the spirit of H.L. Mencken, I don't know what was. <laughs> oh, that's right. But he's been contributing op-eds to the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer for decades now, ever since that. And uh, so now he's just doing his own blog. And as I told him, he said, I thought I was going to retire. I was just going to sit around and watch watch uh, game shows and things. He said, I'm, I'm as busy as, as I ever was. And I said, George, all of your education and all of your experience was just in preparation for what you're going to do now. He, he's been primed for it. For example, he published all the information to show that George Floyd was not murdered, that George, George Floyd committed suicide and, uh, was death by fentanyl. And, uh, he's, he's got the experience to speak authoritatively. And he knows what what uh, illegal behavior on the part of the cops is, because back in the late 70s and early 80s, he was the assistant district attorney in Philadelphia who was in charge of investigating and prosecuting all bad cop behavior all bad shootings and such. So if a cop shot somebody, George had to go investigate it and prosecute it if need be. 
and he did prosecute all the people that burned out that black separatist group called MOVE, M-O-V-E. Right. Yeah. Burned down a whole city block. Correct. He prosecuted the police in that case. So he's got guts, I'll tell you that. And uh, I'm hoping that we will see uh, a good article coming out of this. I'm quite confident that he'll be there. So keep them fingers crossed. I was just previewing something. Cody sent me a, like the other day when I played that South African thing, it's on WhatsApp, so I can't play it off anything else. So I'm going to, at Cody's request, I previewed just a few seconds of it. I'm going to play this little minute and a half thingy that he sent me here. go keep your bible by your side i won't play the whole thing but uh you get the gist and thanks for sending that cody and it's certainly in the spirit of the time and certainly the day uh somebody else is commenting this morning on a writer that had written a very interesting article that coincides perfectly with tomorrow because the pilgrims were the ones that had the first thanksgiving Okay, if you remember the history and the hard year that they'd had, uh, I, as a personal note, my father's uh, uncles and, and my grandfather's brothers were genealogists, and they did a lot of genealogy work, and they traced the Sales family back to the Mayflower. And so evidently they were one of the founding members, and I've always said that I was pretty sure that they were involved in Thanksgiving because everybody in the family cooks. Okay, so uh, with that little personal attachment there, the article that the gal wrote was the question of whether we're going to turn out to be the pilgrims that had the Thanksgiving Day commemoration or if we're going to be the pilgrims that held the Salem witch trials. Isn't that an interesting thought? I, I just heard him refer to the article. I didn't see it, but I thought the idea was uh, struck me. Anyway. Yep. Roger. Um, yep. So anyone uh, is curious, it's good to know this if the topic comes up in a hostile conversation. The uh, Salem witch trials were all based on perjury, you know. Yes. Uh, two two little girls said that they had seen witches flying around and the witches had bitten them. They flew around on sticks or brooms. Sticks is a way that witches preferred to transport themselves, you know. And uh, how they accused other people of cavorting with the, with the witches and, and it became a panic 
Uh, it was just a panic mob. Now, people will say that was done by Christians, but the leading preacher in the Northeast at that time was a man by the name of Cotton Mather, M-A-T-H-E-R. Oh, yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, and Cotton Mather spoke out vigorously against those trials, and they had killed, by the time it stopped, they had killed about 20 people. And uh, and then finally, the governor of Massachusetts, a colony, not a state, uh, the governor of Massachusetts issued an order prohibiting the uh, the the presentation of what they call spectral evidence spectral from the noun specter meaning a ghost so testimony about having seen ghosts was prohibited and at that moment the entire trial and all the people who were being held prisoner uh, had accused spirits with these with these witches these ghosts and such the whole thing collapsed and they finally realized they had been convicting and executing Innocence. You're clipping a little bit there, Harv. Listen, I want to make a correction. This is not. Well, it was called impressment. Impressment. Uh, What? Pardon? I said, you're clipping a little bit there, and I didn't know if a a couple of times, but I wanted to interrupt and say I wanted to. I was incorrect about what's going on in Gettysburg. It's not a court hearing. It is, okay. it appears to be, and there's a lot of folks at a table up in a big room with a bunch of flags behind them. It appears to be the the Pennsylvania legislature's committee that's seeing the evidence of the fraud. Oh. Okay, because oh. I see Senator, I see Great. the plate placards, Great. you know, little placards that says Senator somebody so-and-so. And so I, I, I stand yes. corrected. It's not a trial. It is, however, basically an evidentiary hearing. And it's the first time that they're going to be able to present the evidence they've accumulated. Because if you'll remember, the district court judge wouldn't let them. <laughs> and the uh, Just. public forum. So... Uh, well, they're going to get tamed. It appears to me this time. Uh, well, let's pray. Let's I, pray. I don't. I, I mean, really. I think they were just hoping that the Republicans would fold like they did with Nixon and every other time. Yep. Well, but they got yeah, caught this people. time, and they got caught big time, evidently. And I mean, there's a lot of really Lynn Woods and Sidney Powells and a lot of people behind the scenes that are probably equally as competent and we've never heard their names that are coming out of retirement and everything else to help. I hope George is in there. 
Uh, you heard us talk what? about Patrick Byrne yesterday. There's several different groups of these data sleuths that have put together groups. And in Patrick Byrne's case of what he's discovered and been working on for oh, two years, they started. he started funding a group two years ago that started working on the Dallas election and and going in with all this voter fraud stuff and he's been continuing to finance them for two years and they were sitting there already greased up and ready to go and he said we've been working on this since i forget whether he said august or september okay that group you got an, another group that got out there that's an ex-data guy from the 2016 trump campaign that had some ideas on data search and the legitimacy of the key markets we're talking about and he tried to float the idea to trump's team obviously they've got more on their plate than they can say grace over and so he just mentioned it to a few of his old worker buddies and they stuck up a patreon site which patreon quickly took down they stuck it up in a an alternative place and raise six hundred and fifty thousand dollars to do their research the guy had to call off people and say stop your donations we got enough so you got groups like that all over the country of high skilled people that are independently going in gathering together getting funding public funding and going after these bastards and everybody's funneling their results to Sidney powell So, quite interesting. And quite encouraging, too, by the way. You know, we well, hadn't even been I, able to get large groups of people to stand up on onerous tax burdens, for God's sakes. Yep. Uh, I am, you know, when this program ends, I am going to get on my knees in prayer because... There is no way we're going to win this without, without God's hand being involved. This is, this is too big, too evil. It's global. It's Donald too important, Trump too. This is, this is one of those moments when, you know, these are the moments when God comes forward. Yeah. Do you remember, when it's dark. Do you remember, what, do you remember what Franklin Sanders said years ago when he, he had won against the IRS? Oh yeah. Beecraft was his, if you go into this if if you go into this battle without God on your side, you having a prayer. Right. Beecraft was his attorney in that case. It's where he really started his name, I think. Yep. It's a spiritual battle. We're seeing it unfold, and this is one for the ages. Because, man, if this isn't of Revelation's caliber, I don't know what is. You know, I mentioned it the other day, Babylon, O oh Babylon, the great has fallen in an hour, and the merchants of the earth wail, for they can no longer sell their merchandise. I always thought that would be a financial trigger. Could it be this political trigger when the final announcement comes out that Trump has won this election? Is that going to be the hour that Babylon falls? Because they're going to go absolutely berserk. Well, they will, but the choice here is between between uh, riots in the street today, if if this is decided in the Supreme Court on in Trump's favor, and then goes to the state legislatures or the U.S. Congress, uh, 
then we know that they've threatened and they'll make good on it. We're going to have riots in the street. The alternative is we're going to have darkness for the rest of our lives. Yeah, true. And may, and the only alternative, actually, there is a third alternative, and that's another. It's a uh, it's an uprising. It's not a revolution. It's an uprising to restore the government to its constitutional basis. Uh, but those are the alternatives here. Did you see this? A real good meme that came across. Actually, it's a quote from Teddy Roosevelt this morning. I, I think, loved it. I think the uh, Idaho twins sent it to me. It says, to anger a conservative, lie to him. To anger a liberal, tell him the truth. It's one of the best quotes I've seen in weeks. Teddy Roosevelt, pretty insightful, Teddy. Hell yeah, of a guy, I, Teddy I, I, Roosevelt. I mean, that guy was just, what he accomplished in his life is just unbelievable. It's like Harvey, reading four books and writing another one. Except he had eight kids. He was in the White House. He had a zoo. He was, <laughs> I mean, he was really something, Teddy Roosevelt. Unfortunately, they used him to split, uh, get Wilson in. Yeah, it was... Uh... Uh, those were rough, rough times. And, this looks like a but, really good hearing in Pennsylvania, and I just I can't wait to turn the volume up. They've got a screen up. They're putting stuff on the screen. There's probably about 15 or 20 senators or somebody up at this big table in a big room with a lot of people in it. Well, I hope and pray that, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, if they have the courage to assemble, especially assemble in public, then there's a possibility that they'll have the courage to do the right thing. And I've gotten to the point where, you know, I've seen enough of human cowardice to have very little faith in people. There are very few people that really you know, you, when push comes to shove, um, they're very, I think I've told you this before, that old cartoon I saw back in the 50s, late 50s, I think it was, and it showed these two guys in white clothes and sombreros, and they were lying behind a pile of rubble in a street, blocking the street, one of those street barricades. They had rifles, and one of them says to the other, why is it so few people show up for these elections? <laughs> uh, here's a here's a good meme that just came across from a Polish political a Polish author. I won't even attempt to pronounce her name. The vaccine should be tested on politicians first. If they survive, the vaccine is safe. If they don't, the country is safe. That's not. Is that Polish humor? <laughs> Got past everybody. Oh yeah. no! I I just I just been going on mute. The sidewinder hit me. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And and Felix, you gonna say hello to everybody? Yeah. No, no he's kind of quiet. Okay, he's um, probably watching watching some of the developments that are happening. 
Um, yeah, but listen, we covered a bunch of ground this morning, a lot of it with Georgia and some of this other stuff and specifics, a couple of news sources for news. This American media periscope.net is just getting kicked off evidently. And they keep alluding to the people they're talking to is going to have a show starting next week, going to have a show starting in six months. The website, American media periscope.net is extremely professional. All I had to chance to do was glance at it but uh it looked good looks like a really good solid new source for us the people on this six person panel that he's impaneled were all real solid from what i can tell so far so well that's that's encouraging it is and uh did you uh discuss early in in the first hour did you discuss the the uh, research websites that you sent out last night? I don't know that I did. Refresh me on which ones I sent out. Oh, 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 the legal research, yes. Legal research, yes. Yeah. Uh, co uh, code text or whatever it is. I'm going to put that at the end of a red part of the article, actually. Case text is the name of the program. Yeah. Case yeah. text. Yeah, that was it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it looked very promising. Very interesting. Looks I certainly, I got Chris is is probably already opened the email and using it. He's probably worn it out already. They're probably telling him he's using too 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 much, and they're going to have to raise his rent. Have you broken the code no, text algorithm? I'm going to do it, and I cut my phone off. <laughs> oh yeah, Chris's got yeah. phone problems. You need to follow. Well, that's right. You can't get away from Verizon. Isn't that, i tell you what, these people, they like get you captive. Yeah. Uh, however, you can, get you can, you can get Verizon service through, uh, through Walmart. Uh, and they call, what do they call it? Uh, anyhow, you can go down to Walmart and get that, that, uh, that package. Uh, uh, from them, a few dollars. Consumer cheaper, What is it? Consumer cellular. No, no. Uh, but but there are others, and they and what they do is they just they've got a contract with Verizon, and well, you, and you did, get the same service. Well, did you? Yeah, but it's not just the service. See, Chris has got all this information from all these cases he's involved with on that phone. He wants to be able to carry the data over. Uh, I mean, I, I'll tell you what I do. I'd go down to uh, to Walmart if if the idea is just to get rid of Verizon. I. I I think I'd go down to Walmart and talk to the people there and see if they can do something for you. Maybe some way to get that information off the phone too, Chris. If you could get it off the phone and get what you need out of there, then you could be free to do what you want. Yeah, one here, here. one thing that I yeah one thing I can do here is now I'm using an iPhone and uh, and a MacBook Pro computer. And one, I can touch the little icon and send information directly from 
the phone to the computer or the computer to the phone doesn't have to go through any internet connection. And if you could do that, go over and, you know, get your phone and your laptop together uh, in a room and just start sending data back and forth. Or and I would get it onto uh, uh, I would get it onto a thumb drive. So thumb drives now can hold a library oh, full yeah, of information. Oh yeah, they sure can. Good God, you can put a gigabyte on a little chip. Is that like the old joke from Stephen Wright, Harvey? As you get your, he said, "I got my dehumidifier and my humidifier <laughs> in a room, and let them fight it out." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That guy was, a, well, I think a lot of people wrote for him. You know, he bought jokes from people, but uh, yeah, he wanted to say my high school, my high school colors were clear. Yeah, I just always, it always upset people when the band marched out on the field. <laughs> Oh, great dry sense of humor. I think yeah. his name was Stephen Wright, I believe. That's right. It was. Um, okay. And, looks like on this shindig on TV now that this got this panel and uh, Rudy is testifying to the legislative committee and demonstrating everything and explaining everything to them. So you may want to tune into that. Obviously, you'll see video of it later, but it's happening live right now. Uh, tomorrow, I'm off. You guys are off. Have a great Thanksgiving. Remember the spirit of the day. We all know what time it is. We will regather, reconvene at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with one Mr. Brent Winters on the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. So I'll see y'all then, and I'm assuming that Jim Ram is next. So I'm trying to remember to promote Jim here on the Segway. And uh, I'll see y'all Friday. So have a great Thanksgiving. Have some good dressing and mashed potatoes and turkey for me because I doubt if I'm going to have any down here. And uh, then you can tell us about it on Friday. How about that? You left off the cranberry sauce. I wouldn't mind having some of that, too. Good for the <laughs> urinary. You know, it's good for urinary infections. I'll see y'all you on go. Friday. <laughs> All right. God bless you. Oh, oh yeah. We're going to get resurrected to fight the battle, folks. We got the enemy on the run. Happy Thanksgiving.